it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're looking at the potential return of Tony Stark, Mike. Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we are. Apparently Mike has already heard this news, son of a gun. Um, James Gunn unveils a hefty Suicide Squad cast list. Yes, and he told us to not be too uh, too drawn to them, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Don't get attached. J.J. <laughs> uh, Abrams is selling out to Warner Media. <laughs> okay. With this company and more. <laughs> that I mean, that is the definition of Hollywood in general is to sell out, but not in like the derogatory term of the word. It's just like, no, I mean, I'm I, I'm here. I'm, I'm making money. This is how it works. So, uh, Warner Media, as, as long as you got the money, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, please buy us. Is, is really <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Buy us, please. We, so, we would love to be sponsored by Warner so, Media. So, just before we started the intro of the show, I told Chris uh, I just found out that Mark Hamill was a voice actor in the this new Dark Crystal series because usually when I'm in the middle of watching a series I don't go on the internet to look things up because um you can sometimes get yourself spoiled if you see like a character's like last name or something like that. Oh my god, they're a part of this family the whole time or something like that. So I just avoid IMDb. And, but I was like, all of these voice actors like sound familiar. And, uh, but Mark Hamill's actually sounded the least familiar. Uh, like I didn't know Taron Edgerton did a voice in this show, but now that I think about it, like oh that does sound like Taron Edgerton. Um, but Mark Hamill voices the uh the scientist kind of evil bird if you will and okay. he has he has this amazing line read in the show where he's like give the crystal everything give it your essence and he says it's <laughs> he says it in this such crazy wacky way and they flash back to it quite a few times in the series because these uh, these like these uh, elf creatures in the show. Sorry, anybody who loves the Dark so, Crystal, I so, don't remember any of the names. <laughs> so, um, so the, the elf creatures, Gelfling. are Gelflings, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Mark Hamill sounds like he voices a Skeksis. Yes, a Skeksis. So the Gelflings have this ability to kind of like mind meld or whatever. So there's lots of shared memories. So a lot. So you get to hear this line read over and over again of him going like essence, and it's like I need to make it like a ringtone or like a text <laughs> message alert or something. I mean, I always have my phone on silent, but it's just it's just so perfect. That, so <laughs> that can be your alarm thing. So when you wake up every morning, the first thing in your head is Mark Hamill giving <laughs> his essence. You mean not soul decision faded? Oh my gosh. I wasn't gonna say anything. I wasn't gonna say anything, but yes. If um, anybody out there knows how that song got stuck in my head today, I would love to know because I, I'm ca- I can't track it down. I don't know where it came from. I do have an alarm clock radio, but the last time it went off was on Friday. So I just I can't imagine that song sticking around that long and making it to me on a Sunday afternoon. You but, you probably um, heard it in like some pass by or something like that. <laughs> a couple beats of it and then the next thing you know, they're in it. Well, the most embarrassing thing is I didn't know what the song was. I just had it stuck in my head, so I had to like very awkwardly sing it to my wife, and she like she knew what it was like right away. It's like, oh yeah, that's Soul Decision. So, yeah, that's that's I mean that's why you get married so yeah. people can guess what songs are stuck in your head. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's one of those things like I could. I've, I've gone down that road where I've tried to Google a song I, I thought I knew. And, like, how do you Google a rhythm that you're just thinking <laughs> of? And I'm like, well, how do I do that? And then, uh, yeah. Totally it always it that. always brings me back to, like, when, like, Shazam was 
becoming a thing in like an app store was just like a naive uh, little like child in the world. Um, there was like this video where they're like they're talking to like these like Harvard research team or something like oh we're building like this technology to where you can just like sing into a microphone or hum a melody and it will find what song you're thinking about and I was like if that software even today heard what I sang my wife it would not know what the hell right. I was trying to do I was just like because I wasn't even putting together a coherent like measure of music I was like all right I got a couple bits from like maybe this measure and I got maybe like a half a second of the chorus so. That's something that artificial intelligence, I don't think it's it's never going to know what song is stuck in our head. I can't carry a tune even when I do know the words in the <laughs> entire song. So I don't know how it would pick me up either. So you're 100% right. That just sounds like a, like a, a pipe dream, you know, yep. a pipe dream somewhere down the road. Uh, but you, so did you watch more Dark Crystal this weekend or you're, you're done? No, I'm slowly working my way through it. Um, I was uh, hanging out with some people this weekend, and I was telling them I'm having this problem right now where uh, Carnival Row also kind of has similar creatures in it. Totally different vibe and tone and story, but there's also, like, fairy creatures in it, and there's, like, fairies with wings and uh, and Dark Crystal. So I was like, all right, I got to finish Carnival Row first, and then I'll go back to the Dark Crystal instead of, like, boomeranging back and forth. So I finished Carnival Row this weekend, eight episodes of something that I'm assuming is very expensive to make all of the sets look very expensive all of the makeup on the creatures looks very expensive the actors it's got orlando bloom in it uh, i'm sure he's very expensive he was in the pirates of the caribbean in the movie so i'm sure he doesn't oh, come cheap you for you forget his uh classic elizabeth town uh please the, <laughs> the one movie you think of you also think of lord of the rings oh uh, yep 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 lord of the rings that would make a whole lot of sense so he's a uh, he's no stranger to uh fantasy and adventure uh, but it's a, uh, it's weird. Like I'd love to recommend the show to people on the podcast, but in a world where there's just like a thousand things to watch and the list never stops growing, it's kind of weird to recommend just kind of like a, you know, a decent show. Like I liked it, you know, uh, but I wouldn't go out on a ledge and tell people to push other stuff aside for it, which is kind of weird and kind of unfortunate. Uh, it seems like maybe if this show came out like early two thousands, like it could be making waves out there, but, um, I hope it gets a second, second season. I'll watch a second season. It's, it seems, uh, it seems like it's building an interesting world. So if, if all that type of stuff is what you like to watch, I would go check it out. But isn't that kind of weird? That, like, this show was just drowning in probably a very high budget, and then it's still kind of hard to recommend to people. Well, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that type of, uh, of entertainment moving forward. Have you watched um, Penny Dreadful, the series? I have heard about it. I kind of have a slight idea of what it is, but I've never seen it. So it the show, um, Carnival, looks a, looks a lot like Penny Dreadful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you know, it's British, right? Is that where Carnival Rose? Uh, yeah, it has a it has a Victorian vibe, but yeah, it's, Vic- uh, it's yeah. Uh, so it looks like that. I mean, I just don't think you're the audience for this show, Mike. I think there's a huge, uh, you know, audience that would live in this, but I think you might not be that core ideal Chris, are you telling me all streaming services aren't making shows directly for me <laughs> well i'd like to think so i think maybe i think maybe apple tv plus is i think those shows are perfect oh, made no. just for you with you in mind chris don't besmirch me all, but, all four shows that they have yeah um, but it's it's good it's a it's a solid it's a solid b plus show and i'm telling you right now i would watch a second season but it's just kind of weird like that you can like something but you just can't quite recommend it because there's just like a thousand other things to do in a in oh, a yeah. giving hour 
power, you know. But yeah. uh, it, it was fun, Carnival Row. Some cool creature effects, too, because um, uh, they got that special effects budget. Oh, yeah. You got to have a special effects budget these days, man. You just, you just got to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but while you were watching streaming shows, I was taking a trip back in time <laughs> to Blockbuster. Chris, there's only one left. How did you do that? Well, there is a new card game or board game however you want to describe it that you bring home called blockbuster <gasps> what? Card, the board game is it about running a blockbuster no oh, because man. nobody wins um, <laughs> that, that situation so what it is it's a comes in a vhs case oh, like the nice. old thick blockbuster vhs cases you open it up you have two thick stacks of movie titles right and you get the parking lot for blockbuster and a little stand and you play these cards on it. so you get three cards and you get one word you get your team to guess them. one has one word one has a quote if you don't know the quote you can make one up and then one has a acted out thing and the point is to get your team to get all three cards before the time runs out oh it's um it's it's similar to another game but i can't think of it yeah you're trying to get somebody to guess something yeah without saying it yeah was it ta- taboo is that kind of, kind of like taboo? Way, yeah. yeah but you get to pick which movie goes in which slot Okay. So if I'm like, you know, again, example last night, we, I mean, it was just me and my wife, so we weren't playing it because we have teens, but like, I put uh, Jurassic Park on one word and said dinosaurs. Mm. And so you're like, oh yeah, Jurassic Park. Um, and then what's cool is there's these head to head cards, and it's like movie titles that have a dog in it, or movies that have a dog in it. And you have mm-hmm. like 15 seconds, so you bounce back and forth until the time, whoever's on the last one, the time buzzes, uh, loses. So. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really fun. I really like it, and you know, it's an easy setup, easy teardown game. So, and it uh, it it hits that nostalgia too, uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, I was uh, I was at the office the other day, and I was talking to some of my coworkers, and uh, we were talking about Pogs, and uh, we had all this nostalgia for Pogs, and we were talking about them. We were talking about like the slammers and how ridiculous they were. And then, um, you know, we lean over to some other uh, slightly younger coworkers. I want to say like, you know, mid-20s, 25, 24, something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you guys remember Pogs? And they're like, oh, no, Pog, Pods, 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 what do you say? No, Pogs with a G. I'm thinking that, oh, once, you know, it's a hard word to kind of understand, like, you know, out of nowhere. Once I told them that the G was involved, they'd be like, oh, yes, Pogs, I very much remember. And they're like, what's a Pog? And I was like, oh, my God. I like I it's not like I it's not like I felt like bad for them you know these things were just little pieces of cardboard but I was like I have never felt so old that it just wasn't even on their radar you know at least usually some people are just like oh yeah I've heard of those things before but I never had them had no earthly idea. So we we took it upon ourselves to educate them. Like, oh man, these things were crazy. Like it was just uh, you could get anything pop culture like embedded on like a piece of cardboard, and there's like these big slammers. They're like big and heavy, and you'd whack them with it. And then like halfway through the explanation, I was like, these were so stupid. <laughs> but but uh, that took me down like a rabbit hole of going on eBay, and I was looking at slammers. Like you, can, if you want pogs. There are lots, like literal lots, like 10,000 pogs you can buy for like $20 on eBay if you want them. But the slammers are a little bit more collectible. Like, um, I don't know if you remember the 90s, Chris, like since we both lived through it, but the OJ Simpson trial was like intersecting with pog popularity, like one to one. So OJ and the slammer slammers, (laughs) I found a lot of those. I saw one that was like $100. It was like one of the, it was like it had everything about pogs in it. 
So it was a slammer, so it was already the premium version of the Pog. It had O.J. Simpson on it, but it wasn't just kind of like a crappy like photo or like a printing. It was like an engraving. And then on top of that, it was the Buzzsaw Slammer. So it was shaped like a freaking saw blade. So I was like, this is not worth $100. But there was a part of me that's like, you know, if somebody bought this for me, I think I'd be okay. I'd like put it on a chain and wear it. But, um, yeah, Blockbuster, well, Pogs. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of a promo where if you rented a movie, you got a Blockbuster Pog. You yeah, know exactly. What? So what it happened was they had this commercial where you, you, you rent three movies, you get the Blockbuster Slammer, Mike. But that commercial was playing faded by soul decision over so this is <laughs> th- why you you were thinking of it this week i thought you were i thought you were being serious for a second i was like if there's a blockbuster pog i want it no i've only i the only time i was ever in a blockbuster was actually when i was when i got to college mike um we did not have blockbusters growing up. we had local video stores and that's that's all we had uh so i didn't get a blockbuster until after 2005 when their popularity was already waning uh, yeah horribly I f- I feel like if I had to find some sort of analog to Pogs in, like, relative today world, if you kind of just wanted to know about the fascination of it, I would say, like, maybe fidget spinners, but maybe since it was back in the 90s, these trends kind of lasted a little bit longer because there was less competition out there for things for kids. So, like, imagine, like, fidget spinners, but, like, the frenzy lasted maybe, like, two years Instead of like well, three months. <laughs> well, it's like the the timeless classic of baseball cards, right? You collect baseball cards; they're cheap to buy. You can get a lot of them, and you know they have value to whoever deems they have value. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, they're just the same card piece of cardboard with print on them. At the end of the day, so but I guarantee uh, the, the pogs are not as valuable as baseball cards. Yeah, well, it, it all because baseball's a timeless sport. Pog uh, is. Pog didn't get to ESPN. If, if they had ESPN uh, with Pog championships, then maybe we'd be talking differently today. But I mean, there was some pretty cool like um, Avengers like comic book Pogs too, because also '90s uh, an oh, amazing yeah. time for like uh, Marvel animation. So there's a few of those that were on eBay that I was like, hey, I wouldn't mind this Wolverine Pog or this uh, Captain America Pog. Oh, I mean, God, Lord. Yes, I totally agree. Can you imagine like getting like a shadow box full of just Avengers and, and Marvel Pogs and filling that up as like a a collectible thing these days, like for your, for your for your nerderies? Ooh, if they were like the uh, if it only if it's got to have like a central holographic Pog because I feel like that holographic material I haven't seen since. You know, sometimes you could get them on like stickers when you were like at, at a diner on your way out in the lobby. There's like, yo, you put two quarters in, you get like this uh, holographic like yin yang sign. Uh, uh, That holographic material. I feel like it's it's iridescence is going to be burned to the back of my brain. Yeah. uh, The the biggest gimmick ever in the world of anything. I mean, I remember comic book covers having that as well. Uh, So and and, and they about died in the 90s. So, um, yeah, that's uh, definitely definitely what's going on there. So um, but enough about that, Mike. We're we're here to talk some news. If if you don't mind, um, uh, Chris, I had I went out of my way to set you up with the perfect pog segue into the Young Avengers dropping all of these Marvel pogs, and he didn't take the bait. I, I, well, no, I, I well because I don't associate the Young Avengers because they were after the '90s. So yeah, 
Anyway, uh, Disney Plus, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but Disney Plus is actually going on in the Netherlands right now, a free trial for everyone in the Netherlands. You don't have to pay you, at all to sign what? up for this. You, it's, you can just watch it now? <laughs> yeah, actually, I've tried, to, I've tried to VPN to get over there. It didn't work out very well. Oh, damn. Uh, but there's a lot of news coming out about this, uh, but some of the stuff coming up um, we're going to talk about is, is, is purely rumor. Again, the Young Avengers team, uh-huh. uh, there are uh, plans in the works to introduce this team as a show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, right now, the MCU has laid the groundwork with Cassie Lang, an adult version of Scott Lang's daughter, who, uh-huh. uh, is the character Stature in the comic books. WandaVision has the ability to introduce her comic book children, uh, who are not really children, but, like, they were created out of magic called Wiccan and Speed, which are essentially a, two young versions of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. It's very, uh-huh. very not original. Uh, there's lots of rumors to introduce um, uh, Miss America Chavez, who's a uh, dimension-hopping character. And then lastly, uh, our next topic actually is the um, uh, introduction of Kate Bishop, the young Hawkeye as well. So there's a, a, a potential here with all these young characters to do a Young Avengers Disney Plus show and not have to waste a movie slot for for these uh, younger characters. Yeah, I guess it makes me wonder... If it is wasting a movie slot, because when we've kind of mulled around the idea of Young Avengers in the past on the show, I've really liked the idea of, like, Spider-Man being involved, because he is very much young. Like, all of his stories focus around the fact that he is still just a kid, so I would love to see a Spider-Man in the Young Avengers. Like, whether or not that's canon in the comic books or not, it just kind of seems like a waste. Like, he has all the young people problems. Throw him in that group. But I guess since he's, like, tied up with Sony, maybe they don't really have that opportunity. There is a newer comic series called Champions, uh, which has uh, the Vision's daughter, um, Viv Vision, uh, a younger Nova, which we've talked about, uh, a couple other young ones. But Miles Morales, uh, even younger than Peter Parker, is part of that team as well and they're all in high school Mm -hmm. but it probably is important to catalog this news under all of the disney plus streaming news where i feel like every property right now is going to be rumored as a disney plus show so we just kind of have to go off the fact of if this is true how does it make us feel and uh, I think the good man. I, I think the I think if the next bit of news is true, it makes me a little bit more excited. Yes. So Hawkeye, the TV show, the last Disney Plus property announced at San Diego Comic Con, uh, starring Jeremy Renner, uh, will uh, is looking to cast Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop in this series. Mm. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, I remember from the True Grit remake years ago. Yeah. Um, Five or so years ago, if not more, and now she's a, a, a pop singer. Her songs are on the radio, but you remember her most recently from Bumblebee, uh, which yeah. around Christmas. I actually had no idea she was a singer. I didn't know that. I guess I'm just not tuned uh, <laughs> tuned in enough uh, over there. But uh, you know, that doesn't really bother me either way. But yeah, I loved her in Bumblebee. Her character was just. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was just the way they wrote her character or if it was her acting, maybe a little bit of both, but she just felt, like, very empathetic. She was, like, funny. She had this great, like, emotional range, and this was all just, like, in a Bumblebee movie, so maybe this was also just wrapped around the fact that I wasn't expecting a Bumblebee movie to ever be good, but uh, I feel like Haley Steinfeld also just feels perfect for the role, too. Like, when I think yeah. of Kate Bishop, like, like you know... Haley Steinfeld that like that is like I feel like that is a really good casting so I'm totally down to see uh, Haley Steinfeld um, uh, run around with a bow and arrow that'd be sweet 
Yeah, I agree. I think she's got that standalone part. Like, she's got the enough that she doesn't need to lean on Jeremy Renner as a lead role. Like, she could be a lead in and of herself. So mm-hmm. Seems like she got... could she can, like, push back against any sort of attitude, you know, that he gives her. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. And I, I agree. So I think, you know, that's a that's a great thing. And uh, hopefully, you know, we, we hear some more of that as they kick off production literally on all these all these shows yeah so if you th- if basically if you throw her in a crew with a bunch of other super powered people uh that makes me excited oh yeah yeah exactly and, and she honestly probably has the i mean of the characters you know of the two announced her and the, the actress who played cassie Ling, i think she has the most um uh star power so be more like the lead or the captain of that team as well mm-hmm. but in the meantime we have some other disney plus stuff that has been from this trial run over in the Netherlands and through the official Disney plus account to hold us over a lot more television shows than I anticipated, Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, we are about to drop on you the Marvel side of the animated shows. You can watch on Disney plus here in November, including X-Men 92 animated show, right? Classic, Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man 94, Oh, that's it. That's my childhood right there. Yeah, Spider-Man 94. Right there, those two. Um, I did not know this, but Spider-Woman had a 79 show. Oh. Uh, an old Spider-Man 81 cartoon, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which some people have really expressed they enjoy. Uh, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, I think Incredible Hulk, Silver Surfer, all had 90 show, and then also Spider-Man Unlimited. These will be fun to dive into. I I have memories. I actually have memories of seeing uh, the Iron Man animated show, um, and I haven't gone out and and seeked it out. I'm sure I could watch some clips of it, or if not, full episodes on YouTube somewhere um, from a pirate. But I'm actually looking forward to watching a little bit of that because I was like, yeah, it's been a while. I feel like sometimes I feel like it never actually happened, but it, it's right here. I will be streaming it in November. Which show are you? You say Spider Man most most in particular. Sp- Spider Man was kind of ground zero for my love of superhero stuff. You know, most people's origin stories, depending on how old they are, seem to be rooted in like the comic books of these characters. But you know, I was a kid that grew up in front of the television. I loved uh, animated stuff, whether it was like The Simpsons or uh, King of the Hill or you know anything like on uh, on Sunday night on um, on Fox but Saturday morning cartoons even more important to me and Spider-Man 94 that was like it that was like how I got into all of this stuff um and uh, I, I held all of the Tobey Maguire movies up to the standard of Spider-Man 94. So I was just like, I don't know. It's not quite my Spider-Man. So, uh, man, that, and that opening theme song, too. Uh, man, X-Men's oh, yeah. theme song and Spider-Man's theme song, so solid. Well, I will tell you the X-Men suits, the the design for their outfits in the 92 series are what I hold, their, how every X-Men should ever look going forward because of those you know Jim Lee designs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I actually um, <laughs> am one of those pirates, Mike. So if you're ever on my Plex <laughs> server, uh, you can pop on any of most of those two shows. Um, I hope they do some remastering a little bit of these that are not just the old uh, Fox Kids versions that, that pop on there. But um, I, I got to say, I'm looking forward to, you know, throwing on some of these for some background noise and just reliving that nostalgia every Saturday <laughs> morning. Perfect background noise. Exactly. Uh, on top of that, uh, the Disney Channel side of things, I actually have a lot of these shows um, pirated as well. Um, but uh, Gargoyles, The Adventures of the Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Goof Troop, Darkwing Duck, and 
tail spin Mike, <laughs> on Disney Plus. I, I I laugh because I just heard a story recently where the um, the president of the network at the time, uh, when before Gummy Bears came out, he was just looking for like animated stuff to fill in their. Um, afternoon time slot because I believe they're just like hey kids are watching TV as soon as they get home from school let's just put a bunch of cartoons on so they just needed something so he was just like my kids uh, are eating a lot of gummy bears let's make a show about gummy bears and that's literally where the show came from <laughs> it was just like his kids were eating the candy so they made a TV show about it, it uh, was, just I thought that was hilarious it's literally so you're familiar with gummy bears as it is right mm-hmm. okay because everyone I've talked to like what the hell are gummy bears? And I'm like, <laughs> I hate you all. Uh, my brother actually owns the the full series on DVD uh, for gummy bears, but it's essentially like if you if if the Smurfs were gummy bears because there's like these people who like I the, the humans want to drink the gummy bear juice and they're like you can't have our gummy bear juice <laughs> help us bounce here and there and everywhere. A tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, my wife had never seen Tailspin. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Blue and the Plane. <laughs> oh um, yeah, and I'm like, bum 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 bum. And she's like, <laughs> how do you know this song? I'm like, it's Tailspin. How do you not know the show? <laughs> oh man, so, there, there there really needs to be some representation of all of these characters at the theme parks. Maybe yeah. they do in Disney World, but um, in Disneyland, I, I want to get on Blue's plane. I want to take a picture in that oh. thing. I, I I would love just a, uh, a a Disney Channel animated section, a whole park dedicated to just these <laughs> TV show characters. Well, you know, if they brought back Ducktales, I I think all we have to do is get enough people on Disney Plus streaming uh, things like Tailspin, and they'll just yeah. reboot it too on the on the on the network. Yeah, and, and they can they can all cross over. This is, could be an interconnected series of shows, Mike, like the Marvel Ooh. Cinematic Universe, the Disney Cinematic Universe. Chris, you're pitching a million dollar idea. I, I know. Um, also, I will never forget the the theme song for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. But Rescue um, Rangers, Chippendale. You got to have the stutter, the, the chip part. Yeah, it's so. like um, oh, do you do you remember the movie Always Famous? Yeah, almost uh, famous. Yeah, almost famous. That' what it was. Uh, where the the rock star is like talking to the uh, the reporter kid, and he was like, "You remember that 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 moment and that one song where like the, somebody hits like the wrong chord and it sounds like it's off?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." He's like, "Exactly right. That's the part that all everybody always remember is like the mistake." And it's like just like the Chippendale song. It's the stuttering that everybody yeah. remembers. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, Disney Plus. Yeah, we're we're excited about the new shows. You know, Mandalorian, access to all these great movies. But, I mean, with this, uh, you know, sampling in the Netherlands, which I'm so jealous of these people, um, mm-hmm. uh, getting to use it. And, honestly, you know, some of these things may not make it over. I don't know what the streaming rights are. This may be regional right now because they have a lot more movies on there uh, than, than we will get. But, I mean, it's um, – I'm excited about the opportunity here of a, of a lot of things going here. I have a screenshot of the Marvel section, right? And it has your favorite show on there as well, Inhumans. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I know, you're a big fan of of how that turned out. Um, wow, who couldn't be? But also, I uh, Earth. I'm pretty sure I see Earth's Mightiest Heroes on here as well. It's on the side, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited for November to roll around and we can just dive into this and and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, this uh, winter uh, is my favorite time of year because the art books for the big movies start releasing just in time for Christmas, mm-hmm. and the art book of in-game book is releasing soon. And here's the cover. Uh, sampling some of the artwork on the inside, and I got to tell you, I love the look of this. Yeah, uh, 
Um, the design is fantastic. Seeing Thor and Captain America fight Thanos. I'm pretty sure the full fold out. It's a fold out. That the other side is um, Iron Man on the other side. But yeah. Um, uh, if you don't already follow, uh, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but Ryan Meir- Minerding. Minerding. Uh, he he posts tons of stuff up on Instagram. That's a, definitely a Twitter account. Everybody needs to follow. Um, but yeah, this is great art by him. Yeah, I, I got the um, the Infinity War book for uh, Christmas last year from my in-laws, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful book. It's so fun to go through. I was so excited. They, they thought I was like a kid at Christmas going <laughs> through like his favorite, because I just was I immediately saying I opened it up and started flipping through the pages. I was like, I got to look at this concept and art and these designs. I'm just always fascinated by like how easily all of the concept artists at Marvel's can capture the likenesses of these people, because like in a comic book... You know, the, the the looks and the design of the characters always change a little bit. It's always just kind of getting about, like, the stature and the uh, the, the uniform, right, the costume. But uh, they have to nail the likenesses of actors and all of this art, and it just always looks exactly like them. So they are they are just ex- exceptionally good. Yeah. Uh, what was fun about, I liked about the um, Infinity War book, it actually had, like, some panels of Nick Fury changing from a scroll into Nick Fury, and we were like, oh, that's cool, that never happened in the movie, but then they ended up using it in Spider-Man. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, some of this stuff does linger on. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they, they they end up using a lot more of the stuff they make than, uh, than we think, they just don't release it at the time. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into our next topic, Mike. Ooh. Um, was Iron Man 1... Kevin Feige released an alternate take of Nick Fury ending an Iron Man movie where he specifically re- referenced Spider-Man and the mutant slash X-Men universe. Yeah, I, I actually saw the cut that was up on YouTube. I don't know if it was from an official source or, or what, but like I think I just like woke up out of bed this weekend and I was like, oh, what's going on on Twitter? And somebody had it up there. Um he was like, oh, I'm already busy dealing with uh, radioactive insects and uh, yeah, mu- radioactive mu- bug bites. And- yeah, and like mutated people. But the, uh, the part that they that cut that kind of makes sense, whether they had the they were going to use these properties or not, like Nick Fury goes like, I'm, I'm working on the Avengers initiative. And uh, Tony's just like, oh, what are we avenging? He's like, whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, uh, I don't think it should be so open ended. You shouldn't be forming a task force, Nick Fury, unless you're spe- Specifically preparing for one thing, yeah. uh, but I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. I was like, "That's a Sam Jackson uh, line read for sure." Yeah, like uh, you're not using this because they mentioned Spider-Man and mutants. You're using this because he, you just can't avenge whatever you want. Uh, yeah, but but it's a fun little thing they they yeah. have the Saturn Awards I, this weekend. I thought the speculation around people seeing that was really kind of overblown. People were just like, oh my gosh, wow, they were planning all of this from the beginning. I wonder if they were in talks with Sony all the way back then. It's just like, no, they no, weren't. No, they weren't. Like, they, you don't need the rights to say radioactive spider in a movie. Like, that's not a thing. Like, I think some people get like a little crazy with uh, with uh, with their conspiracy theories. But like, oh. no, they were just like, let's just put this in there. And if we can use it, we'll use it. Um but they probably made the right call. They were just like, yeah, we might get around to this stuff eventually. But you got to remember, like, if you hear interviews with people who made that very first Iron Man movie, none of them thought this was going to end up being this huge franchise. They were they were hoping they might get one more movie out of Iron Man. So none of that, as much as we love and appreciate all Kevin Feige's done, like, all of this stuff was not all fleshed oh, yeah. out that early well <laughs> it, well if, if, even then like ha- hiring robert Downey jr at that time in his life um they they took a huge loan out to make 
uh, two movies, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. Uh, and if you watch the Incredible Hulk, literally what they set up in that is for the Avengers to fight the Hulk. Uh, mm-hmm. Not literally anything else because he's like, oh yeah, I'm g-, he goes and talks to the things like, yeah, hey, we're gonna, you know, go fight or take down the Hulk, and it's like they never went that way at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Once Thor was successful, they were able to use Loki and and really make you know everything else work from there. But I mean, they it was a a miracle they got that far. To be completely honest, um, they even recast War Machine. You never and and the Hulk at this point, you know, what what do they mm-hmm. know? They know nothing. Um, but also, this uh, has never been seen before. This this uh, post credit scene, so they're actually going to include it on the Infinity Saga box set coming out. <laughs> I've not seen this, but I know it's probably expensive. Yeah, I'm not. I won't buy it. Uh, but I want to see what it looks like. I always appreciate uh, really extravagant box sets because it's just like a creative way to like sell merchandise. Uh, but I'm not going to buy it. But it, you know, it's. They they had they they had box sets before that came out in like a briefcase. Um, yep. Didn't didn't they have one that the was like? The second one was Guardians. Did they have something that was inside of a gauntlet, like in the Infinity Gauntlet? Or? No, no. The first one was um, the uh, Tesseract briefcase. The second one was the Infinity Gauntlet, or not the Infinity Gauntlet. But you got me thinking the orb from Guardians of the Galaxy, like the purple uh, yeah. orb opened up. Mm-hmm. And then they haven't done one for the Phase Three yet because it just wrapped. Mm, I wonder what it'll be. Probably a gauntlet. <laughs> Probably, probably a gauntlet. Probably, maybe, maybe that, maybe it's the second briefcase they use at the end of Endgame. That Captain America takes the stones back in time. <laughs> just more briefcase. Yeah, we've already got the model done. Just change the inside a little bit. Uh, maybe uh, the Captain America shield. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, it could be cool. Uh, you could fit a lot of discs in a Captain America shield, right? <laughs> you could. I'm hoping it's just a. It's empty and it's just got redeemable codes. There's no discs in it. <laughs> uh, that'd be that'd be the set I buy, Mike. Um, but I did see. You know how I love my steel books, right? And Spider-Man's mm-hmm. coming up supposedly October 1st. I don't know anything if that's true or not. But um, they've re-released all the older Phase 1 movies uh, in Steelbook again at uh, Best Buy in, uh, in 4K. So if anyone wants to jump on the Steelbook bandwagon or send me anything for Christmas, you know how to make me happy. Yep. Smelt down those Steelbooks and make some jewelry and send it to Chris. Yeah, exactly. I want it to be personalized jewelry. I want you to, to, to really just put your heart into it. That's, <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, speaking of Iron Man, uh, he is a rumor. Tony Stark is rumored to appear to come back in the Black Widow movie this May, Mike. Mm, okay. See, I was being a little apprehensive at the top of the show. Uh, because I thought you were trying to like find a way to bring him back into the current timeline. Because we we briefly talked about like an Ironheart uh, uh, rumor that floated yeah, around man. last week. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I guess like Tony Stark just really loves this. Uh, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. just like really loves this uh, this job. So he's just like, yeah, I'll come back as Tony. That'll be fun. Yep. Except he's not. Um, oh, bum, so bum. The, the, there is a scene that they have screened at press junctions where Tony and Nat have this conversation at at the end of Civil War where she stuns, was it Black Panther, from stopping Captain America and the Winter Soldier from going to whatever, Russia? Yeah, in that hangar. Right, but there's a bigger... After there's a bigger conversation they have where they're like... uh, uh, The Black Widow says, you know, we're in over our heads, such and such, and then Tony tells her that she needs to run, and that's what causes her to leave the team at the end of Civil War and join Captain America. So rumors uh, okay. are that they may use this unreleased scene and some other stuff from Civil War to make this movie happen because it supposedly takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Gotcha. That makes a little bit more sense. Just because I would imagine 
Robert Downey Jr., uh, he is t- at the height of his powers, if you will. Uh, he uh, He's probably a very, very, very busy man, whether it's in movies, TV, or like charity events, or fundraisers, or he maybe even vacationing. And he's just like, no, I'm not coming into the studio for your Black Widow movie. I'm busy yeah. buying 14 private islands and connecting them with bridges or something, you know. Being a real Tony Stark. Being the yeah. real hero <laughs> we need. But, I mean, that a, it's a cheap way to do it. Uh, they don't have to pay him to come back in because he's probably very expensive to do so. Uh, And it also doesn't, I think, you know, with, again, spoilers, with Black Widow and him both being the two dead characters in the next movie, uh, or from Endgame, you know, there might be a little opportunity for them to have a little more moments before, you know, the end of this film. So, you know, that that makes a little sense. But will they possibly do more scenes? Maybe. But as of right now, it looks like it's a big big just reuse a scene we never released ever anywhere not even on uh, deleted scenes for home so they must have a really robust repository of unused footage i'd love to i'd love to search through that dropbox folder yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i'd love to see the naming conventions to be completely honest <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that so um but yeah i think that's fine I, mean, I don't think that diminishes his uh his death at the end of in game to you no, because it's just like it's more of a flashback to set up, um, set up her movie, you know. So, yeah. yeah, I think everybody will be happy to see it. All right, perfect. We're gonna see that in the trailer immediately. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, do you like the Silver Surfer as a character? He is. Uh, he's very odd, just because he's he's such um, uh, what word am I looking for? He, he's just this. Uh, he looks weird. <laughs> He's he's just like this pillar of a character. It's almost like he's not he's he's like not he's like mon- monolithic. He's like a okay. monolithic monolithic type of person. Like I haven't read too much into any of his personality in the comic books, but he's it's always just this hero of Galactus just flying around monotone speak. It's just it's just weird. I'm really curious if he gets developed how it's going to work. Right, because he doesn't have like he has no distinct facial fe- like he he's obviously looks like a statue like you mentioned, but like yeah, how do you map emotions and feel for a character that looks is just silver, metally mm-hmm. silver? Um, for that, and honestly, they could do an origin story of of the character Norn Rad and and whatever. But there's a rumored solo film in early stages of development for Silver Surfer to make Galactus the long play rather than, um, you know, like Weird. the the last Fantastic Four movie where the Silver Surfer showed up and then Galactus was a big shit cloud behind him. And I, that was the movie. I su- I suppose a solo Silver Surfer movie would kind of give us the opportunity to maybe just like roam the cosmos, uh, you know, exploring you know different planets. I just don't. When I think when I think of Silver Surfer, I think of an even more toned down vision you're like you know right after vision was born in age of ultron he was just kind of very buttoned up to very like analytical just like all right here we go this is what we're gonna do uh, and just kind of a little bit curious of earth uh i just imagine the, even more of that to the extreme uh with silver surfer so who knows maybe they'll come in a totally different direction and they'll cast like jim carrey as silver surfer i don't know um it, you, it, it intrigues me but well, you know. know who they're gonna cast right who? Will Will Ferrell, uh, <laughs> because the, uh, Adam McKay has expressed interest in a Silver Surfer movie before, and Kevin Feige's mm. always been keen on bringing him into the fold. Adam McKay is very interesting director because he has uh, done Oscar nominated films. He has done like just comedic, like slapstick, wacky stuff. So if Adam McKay wanted to do a superhero movie and he wanted to do Silver Surfer, that makes me interested. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where you put it, but like, yeah, if he wants to do it, whatever, because you know, we're, I mean, I was talking about this today with somebody, you know, um, Joker movies coming out very soon, uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, I've already been asked to go with somebody. I'm very, very touched. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Uh, listener of the show, uh, Andrew. Um, and then, uh, but also the sales director at my work has been asking me about it. He doesn't watch any of these movies. So I'm like, it must be getting out there to people. Um, Sight geisty. But the director of that is known for doing the hangover movies. So, like, there's some opportunity for people to, you know, work outside of their comfort zone or work in ways we didn't expect them to. And um, Adam McKay could definitely possibly do that for us. You know, maybe they're just running out of horror movie directors to hire. So they're like, all right, we got to move on to the comedy directors. Yeah, switch back to comedy here. <laughs> I mean, that's the, kind of what the Russo brothers did. They did, what, um, Arrested Development television shows, all the paintball mm-hmm. episodes of Community and so on and so forth. So uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Venom 2 uh, is apparently Andy Serkis, the sequel, is begin filming November 25th, they say. So, potentially uh, just November as a, as a whole. Uh, so, do you think they're going to hit that October release schedule by next year, you think? Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel, I feel, I'm just, keep, I'm, I'm just keeping Venom at arm's length. I just, I don't, I don't know how to feel yet. Andy Serkis makes things more interesting, but like, you're just, you're just going to be over there in my life, Venom, until I get a trailer. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I mean, um, so, I mean, do you think that's, um, but do you think, I mean, do you think October is still a reasonable thing? They could probably do it in less than a year with all the effects and stuff. Well, I mean, Andy Serkis, I'm sure is a, a post-production special effects pro, you know, he lives and breathes in that world. So yeah. if, if he is letting the studio know that October is a release date that he thinks he can hit, I would trust him. Yeah. Marvel th- tends to do pretty good hitting their um, um, y- under a year. Blame Black Widow was filming this summer, and you know that's out in May. So uh, maybe maybe the, he's uh, he he took some tips from them. I don't know. So yeah, that the working title is called Fillmore, uh, which is based on the historic musical district in San Francisco. So it's probably still set in San Francisco for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man's not going on any uh class trips out to san francisco so we'll have to see if how he's gonna oh, make a you don't know what he's doing he's he's <laughs> back with he's back with mom now okay he, it's not joint custody anymore mike he's, he's i over mean there if i really had to find a way to get spider-man in this movie like chronologically of release dates of these films maybe he's in like witness protection or since his identity has been released i don't know yeah but, but just don't say anything else about any other movie you've ever been in <laughs> there you go mission impossible we talked about this a little bit last week uh uh, Haley Atwell, known for playing Sharon Carter. Uh, no, Peggy Carter. Oops, I typed that in wrong. Um, uh, <laughs> is to be the female lead of not Mission, not just Mission Impossible Seven, but also Eight as well. So I think they might be doing these back to back really quickly, Mike. When he before Tom Cruise gets old and he flies <laughs> off to space to be with well, Xanadu or whoever. <laughs> that just makes me think. Uh, well, we don't have to worry about Haley Atwell dying in Mission Impossible Seven, you know. So any sort of near death scene that she's in, just uh, uh, just chill, just eat some popcorn. She's gonna be sticking around. Yeah, I mean uh, that that's that could be true, or maybe that you know it, they're faking us out, Mike. They're or she's a ro- robot clone or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait, this isn't be- this isn't a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> no, they don't do they don't robot clones. They have masks. Remember, they hide themselves under their mask and their voice chips. Uh, you were a mask the whole time. You mean you actually died in the last movie? I mean, yeah. you died last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he's the mask. It's from this Jim Carrey movie, The Mask. Mm. They, they all have on the green mask in this one. 
They're getting wild with these Mission Impossible movies, man. You can't keep track of them anymore. <laughs> the real meat and potatoes of what I think we're going to talk about today is the Suicide Squad. The full cast reveal from James Gunn on his Instagram, I think, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it's just... It, it's bonkers. This is absolutely bonkers list. I'm, I need to pull up my image I had here um, for this. But, I mean, like, how how do you get so many people into the... The, this movie. Yeah, right I was wait. I was waiting for uh, for the food truck to make my lunch when I scrolled past this image, and I was like, "What? There's a lot of people." Um, uh, you know, we we're seeing some people return, which was interesting. Saw some familiar names, and then I saw some what I feel like might be stunt casting. Like maybe some of these people are just going to be in the movie for like a second, but you know, they just want the name in the poster, like literally. Yeah. Um, and we saw that uh, suicide Suicide Squad movies in general are okay with killing characters very quickly, and I think he even uh, mentions that himself in the in the Instagram post. Yeah, he's like, don't get too attached to these. I mean, just looking at this, uh, you know, uh, four times uh, six, twenty four people, twenty four huge names in here, uh, Mike. And I need to double check this, but I think I missed one of them here. Um, no, nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, so, just right off the returning characters, I can tell from this uh, from the Suicide Squad from Suicide Squad to the Suicide Squad include Harley Quinn, Boomerang, Rick Flag, and Amanda Waller. Right off yeah. the gate. I was surprised to see uh, uh, Jai Courtney coming yeah. back. Uh, I could see like maybe like Rick Flag because he was kind of like the leader. Whether or not he was effective leader or even effective in the last film at all, I could kind of see that. Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn, obviously. Uh, but I was like, all right, I guess the boomerang does come back. Uh, I mean, Jai Courtney's like, I mean, like a lot of people like uh, dog on his acting, but I he do. had some he had some funny stuff in that last Suicide Squad movie. So uh, it seems like James Gunn sees something there, or maybe yeah. he just wants to kill him off at the very beginning i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean that could be one of the i mean these original characters could be there just to seem like no one from the original one is safe at all mm-hmm. uh from that so we get at least those returning characters and you know harley quinn's kind of she's kind of being the standout character i guess for the dcu right now um, yeah it almost most it, movies it almost kind of seems like uh the dc has like two different sides of the of their uh universe right now we got like the evil baddie side which is uh anchored by uh harley quinn and then we got like the good guy side which is honestly probably anchored by uh wonder, wonder woman, woman. Yeah. yeah aquaman coming in second so um interesting strategy yeah they uh they're, they're going wild with this one um, but also we have the usual James Gunn suspects, people who have been in a lot of James Gunn movies and, you know, also Marvel as a whole. So uh, David Dast Malkian, Malchian, uh, he's the guy who says Baba Yaga in the Ant-Man sequel. Mm-hmm. So him, uh, Sean Gunn, his brother, who plays, you know, um, he, introdu- he introduced our show back at uh, GalaxyCon last year. Uh, what is his character? Craglin. There it is. Uh, and Michael Rooker, uh, known for playing, you know, Yondu in, in Guardians movies. Uh, but then here's some, the newcomers. This might be where some of, I think, that stunt casting you're talking about comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Pete Davidson, a Saturday Night Live actor, being in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's only going to be there for a minute. Like, <laughs> he's not going to be this whole movie thing. Um, Peter Capaldi, who was in Doctor Who uh, last season before the, the new girl took over. Uh, some actual, some fun actors here. Idris Elba taking over. A role we, we've talked yeah. about that for a while mm-hmm. uh taiko atiti the director of thor ragnarok <laughs> thor love and thunder yeah that is uh that is total stunt casting there i would be surprised if he's in the movie for more than like one scene uh but it would be funny if he maybe, died in a funny way maybe he's playing hitler from jojo rabbit <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god that'd be uh that'd be uh, all right <laughs> yeah and then uh lastly uh nathan fillion of course everyone wants him in superhero movie and uh he was play- he was in guardians of the galaxy in case nobody remembers but yeah i love uh, nathan fillion i hope he's in this movie for more than one scene because i i think he sh- he does he needs to be in a movie i want a lot more nathan fillion in my cinema yeah with this name of actors i mean there's a lot more actors in there too that you could probably pull up and and, and know from stuff but i mean i think uh, it, it, to me, this feels like a Muppet movie where they have all these cameos for like one lines, and then that's it. With the mm. number of celebrities they're casting in this, but I mean, uh, if, if James Gunn has the pull to get these people in the Suicide Squad, I mean, it's got me on board a lot more than it was, you know, when they first announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, other than that, he said we're not going to know anything else for a very long time, like character wise or, or story wise, for a while. So, when, when do you think this movie comes out then? Oh, geez. Well, it sounds like it's definitely not going to be next year if he says a long time. So uh, probably before the next Aquaman movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, Wonder Woman is June of this next year, right, I think, or July? I mean, we've not seen anything from that either. But, I mean, this is going to be uh, interesting, to say the least, when, when it's all uh-huh. said and done. Huh. Anything else on the Suicide Squad, Mike? Well, I think that about says it. Hot takes. None. None here. <laughs> the Batman, the upcoming movie with um, Robert Batten-Bat, Pattinson as uh, Batman. Uh, will Kevin Smith says the new film follows the long Halloween story arc from, hmm. from the 90s. So is this just like an accidental slip of the lip, or where does he, this come from? It's from his podcast. I think he said he heard it from a source. Like He doesn't he doesn't know directly, but like mm-hmm. a really good source told him that this film's going to fall out. And with the number of villains they're casting, it literally, this is the only one that would make sense at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You know, so Robert Pattinson, it seems like maybe they're angling for uh, a type of younger Batman. Whether or not, like, the age of the actor fits in with a young Batman, you know, he looks on the younger side. Uh, I could see maybe this could be, like a, like, a hybrid between, like, the long Halloween and, like, year one. So, like, the long Halloween, uh, no spoilers in the comic book from the graphic novel. You should go read it. It's really great if you haven't. Uh, but it takes place over, like, a whole year. It's like Batman is investigating and uh he it takes a whole year for him to come back around to solve the the mystery so maybe throughout this whole year of this film we see robert pattinson become like the batman you know i think isn't that what the movie's supposed to be called like the batman Batman, anyway yeah Yeah, so maybe through his year of investigation he finally uh gets like he breaks in his uh cowl if you will um so i mean that'd be cool i haven't read a whole lot of like just a legendary Batman storylines, but I've I've read a decent chunk, and the Long Halloween was one of them. The art's really good in it too, um, so it's worthwhile just to read it. Yeah, I mean it's a great storyline. I mean even even though I hate the writer of it now, Jeff Loeb, uh, <laughs> he he he's in charge of Marvel Television, and he essentially killed the Ultimate Universe for me. But uh, you know he did have really good work in the '90s, including the Long Halloween. I think he did Hush as well, the Batman Hush arc, which a lot of people really enjoyed the book version, not the movie version of that. Uh, but I mean, if you've got this many villains, I mean, this is the, this is the movie story. This is the arc to follow, man. Like this is the one because it's got so many, so many in it. Right before the uh, show started, uh, we both got a chance to watch the upcoming full trailer for Watchmen on HBO, uh-huh. uh, debuting, uh, October 20th at 9 PM. Uh, this, I don't know what to make of this show yet at all. 
Um, it, it looks, I think after I watched it, I told you it looks very prestigious, yeah. which, you know, is pretty much uh, HBO's uh, calling card. So um, there's like this weird kind of pod that they take. It looks like they're taking like what they call terrorists into. So I'm curious what's going on in there. We get to see uh, uh, what is what is his name? The Owl is that the character that was in the movie that the flew Night around Owl? the ship? Night Owl. That's right. I couldn't remember his name, but we see his spaceship or I guess yeah. flying craft or whatever the hell it is like crash towards the end of the trailer. So is he going to be making an appearance or maybe just his tech? Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. Well, so I mean, we got to see a couple of things of Ozymandias. Uh, we got to see um, Tim Blake Nelson as a hillbilly type character with the mustache there for a lot more than we've seen him before. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of you know, quote unquote, terrorist these people are, and why is that guy in the pod have on such a silvery reflective mask, and what is that doing? Yeah, he's auditioning for the Silver Surfer movie. That's what he's doing. He's doing a great job. Hire <laughs> him right now. Um, so there's a lot of questions. It's a nine-episode series weekly that should put us through the end of the year pretty pretty solidly. So um, I'm I'm excited to take a take a dive into Watchmen uh, the the later years and and see how that that comes out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, Watchmen, I mean either way, J.J. Abrams, his bad <laughs> looking it's like Chris, like the segues in there somewhere. If I just I dig a little it, deeper, David Lindelof, <laughs> who was working on Watchmen, worked with J.J. Abrams on Lost. Oh, there you go. Yeah, J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Production Company has signed an ex- exclusivity deal with Warner Media mm-hmm. uh, for the next five years um, minimum to create original series, films, and video games across all platforms. The HBO Max, that's what that is. We're going to be getting an HBO Max trailer within the year that says, from the visionary creator, J.J. Abrams, yeah. I'm calling it. So he's he's going to wrap up his stint with uh, Disney, with Star Wars, at the end of the year, right, December. Mm-hmm. He still owes uh, Paramount some stuff, uh, I think, from his Star Trek um, deals they had going on beforehand. Uh, this does include theatrical releases, so um, Warner Media could have movies out of this as well. They go to theaters, and then anything that they pass that Warner Media passes on that comes from Bad Robot can be sold again. So they're not tied in. They just it sounds like more like a first look than than anything. So um, d- this is very similar to what, uh, what who who else signed the the Game of Thrones writers? Was oh yeah, D and D, yeah. Yeah, was it was it no not HBO? Who signed that? Was it Netflix? Uh, Netflix. Yeah, Nef- Netflix. Yeah. So literally, this sounds like we're going to be in a war of exclusives for the next ten years. <laughs> who do you who do you think Quibi's hiring? <laughs> uh, not uh, us. We're available. <laughs> we'll we'll be on your Quibi. We'll make ten minute segments of our show that are fun. Yeah, we'll hire an editor. <laughs> we can riff. We can skiff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna see a lot of like we only we, like you only get stuff from this you know, famous name enter here on our streaming service for the next 10 years. Like this is going to be a new fighting strategy to get people to sign up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's all I see. What do you think? Uh, yeah, this is just the, the battle of the streaming wars played out in uh, contracts. So uh, it doesn't mean necessarily JJ is going to make a ton of stuff, 
But like I said with the with the D and D over at Netflix, it's just going to be lots of like executive produced stuff. You know, like it's not like JJ's actually going to be in all of these writers' rooms. He's just going to hire people that he likes uh, to make to make like maybe one off ideas. You know, he's going to be like, I had an idea. You know, my my kid just came back from camp and he was eating a gummy worm. Let's make a gummy worm show. And oh, someone's yeah. like, Hey, somebody kind of made that. Nope, I said it. Gummy worm TV show. Executive this... pr- executive produced by JJ Abrams. I listened to this podcast and they were talking about pogs. How can we make pogs into a movie? Whoa, Chris, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pog Com- the origins or something coming, like that. Coming to Quibi, April twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's just us slamming slammers on the (laughs) pogs for five minutes at a time you know it i do so yeah uh if you want some bad robot production stuff you're gonna see there all your nostalgic shows coming right on back Mm -hmm. uh his dark materials uh we i know a friend of the show quentin parker big fan of uh the book series the tv show finally has a release date with a monday november 4th on hbo which is i didn't think they'd do monday releases so, yeah, I actually did. I I just assumed everything came out on Sunday nights, but Monday, interesting. Yeah, uh, stars Daphne Keene uh, from Logan. Uh, looks to be out of this world crazy. Uh, with expensive, crazy, expensive sci-fi and fantasy, <laughs> and a huge polar bear that's somebody's friend. Yeah, just just like Carnival Row. I don't care whether it's bad. If they're putting a lot of money on the screen, I'm going to watch it no matter what because I just want to see what they do with it. I'm not saying this show is going to be bad. Uh, the trailers actually look very good. But the fact that it's very expensive is definitely going to get me to tune in. Yeah. If you want if you want Mike to subscribe, you just slap a huge budget on that. And... Yeah, just throw a bunch of money at me. You definitely won't get a return on your, your investment because I'm only giving you like $10 a month. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, that, that show's coming out. Uh, HBO really lining up their um... – their, their their service for this winter uh, so if you need something to watch you can head there have you watched any of the It movies Mike? Uh, I saw chapter one uh, I think it was just streaming on like HBO or something so I just like watched it one random weekend it was fun it was entertaining yep and two is out in theaters right now um, mm-hmm. and the director I think Andy Machete is planning a seven hour super cut of both movies putting them together Whoa. like the old movie was Damn, seven hours. That is long. Yeah, uh, it includes uh, on planned newly shot footage. They haven't really shot any new footage yet to mm-hmm. make it this cohesive film and kind of tie into the story. Because I tried to watch the old one from the 80s or 90s. I think it was 80s. God dang, that thing was hard to follow. Uh, <laughs> it starts off when they're adults already. And like mm-hmm. it jumps back and forth. And the new one just literally goes from kids to adults. So um, I... I think it's a, a, an ambitious effort, um, so you can get that it box set, you know, later on down the road. Get uh, Topher Grace to edit it. He's he's the he's the one that uh, is always getting called to do like these uh, do cuts. these like do these super cuts. So Topher Grace, get on it. Yeah, get, if he could trim it down to one and a half hours, I'll watch it. How about that? Yeah, I'll make that an agreement with him, um, and still make it. You know, so I'm getting all this stuff, but. Um, if you're a big fan of it and you you've seen them both and you want to see more, you can plan on seeing more with the supercut later later down the road. But Mike, that's it. That's our that's our that's our show. We're done. We made it. We made we, it. Uh, yeah. I, I can't believe we've been able to produce shows in because uh, we're now into the fall. We're out of the you know we're technically out of summer since it's like post Labor Day, uh, but it's like hot as hell yeah. outside of uh, outside of my place right now. <laughs> so uh, it does not feel like the fall. But um, 
you know, it's going to be October soon. We can eat our candy corn here just shortly. Oh man. Oh, I got to send you a picture. So we were, we were outside today and my wife's like, look at that candy corn house. I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? The siding is the color of candy corn up the, up at the top corner. It's even a little triangle shape. I'm going to send you this Whoa. picture. Oh, I need to send that to you. I took a photo of it just for you. I was like, I'll, oh. I'll support that. Yep. I also, every time I go to target lately, I'm looking at all the candy corn flavors. I see if I can <laughs> find something I like just, just so I can have, have something like, look, I'm supporting Mike's candy corn habit here. Um, even though I don't, I don't like it as much as you do. We so. are halfway through the month of September. Just hold on, Chris. Do not eat any until the month of October. Oh no, I'm, ne- will... I'm going to hoard it. <laughs> You're going to turn in. I don't know. There's a curse on candy corn. You can't eat it till the right month. Is there? What, what, what mm-hmm. am I going to turn into? Now I got to know. You can't just uh, leave you're... me hanging like that. You're going to turn into corn candy. It's the opposite. Um, it, yeah, it's uh, it's very extremely sweet corn. That's what it is. So tell me, why do we not have candy popcorn? Ooh, I like that idea. Are you saying put candy corn in popcorn I mean, and eat it together? Well, you can do that pretty easily, but I'm just saying like popcorn-shaped candy. Ooh, you know what? You got a point. I had um, <laughs> I had a, a, a butter popcorn flavored uh, jelly belly the other day. It was really good. Yeah. It's been a while since I had one. So, so there you go. That's your answer right there. <laughs> it, 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 so we are, we've been meeting with our local um, news station at work to get some commercials on the air, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the our account rep, I think that's it. Her name is Lindsay. I think she's listening to the show right now. She, her and her husband are big into superheroes, and they started listening to our show last week. Uh, and I was like, oh, God help you for listening to us you know, this late in the the shows but no i'm kidding but um she brought popcorn to our office on friday and they had dill pickled flavor popcorn in there what that sounds nasty <laughs> do you like salt and vinegar no not at all <laughs> okay yeah then you totally hate it i thoroughly enjoyed it because i like salt and vinegar but uh, i just had to have a shout out to, to Lindsay and her husband for listening thanks for for joining the show but uh, since they're new to everything and they don't know us very well, Mike, where can they find you and figure out what you're up to so they can become your best friends? Oh, well, if you want to find me, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics, ironically called pickledcomics.com. I just, uh, dill pickle chips. I like pickles. I like eating pickles, but uh, uh, not on chips. That sounds gross. Chris, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N, our Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also uh, go onto our Instagram because I saw Mike did this. He found a super fan Coke can. Sure. Yeah, that sure. was from the food truck that I, that like right after, uh, <laughs> like right after I read that uh, thing from uh, James Gunn. Um, I was like, oh man, this can loves us. It shared a show with a friend. Yeah, you got to share a show with a, a buddy. To be a super fan, you have to share mm-hmm. Coke with people now. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of it. But well, to be to be accurate, I realized this after I posted the the photo. It says share this can with a super fan. So I should have been giving this can to a fan, but I was like, no, this can is personified because I watched too much Toy Story. It must be listening to our show. <laughs> you you are a super fan, Mike. You share the show with buddies. You share the show yeah. with friends. So I do. You're a super fan as well. You Thanks, can't be Chris. you can't not be a super fan of your own show. Otherwise That's what's true. the point? I'll put I'll I'll push it to the limit. I'll just be really crabby next week. Let's see how it goes. Oh good lord. Uh, well, anyway, Mike, if people want to know more about Super Slate, where they can find you know these random photos of Coke cans on our Instagram, where can they find us at? 
Oh, it's easy, Chris. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best resource for all things Superhero Slate. And you can also get our awesome show notes over there, too. So if you want to link to that Suicide Squad photo that we talked about, or if you want to see that the cover for the Avengers Endgame art book that looks super rad, we got all that stuff in our show notes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and anywhere else you love listening to podcasts. You should also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and, like Chris said, the Instagram at Superhero Slate Podcast because for some reason somebody got to Superhero Slate before us on Instagram which really bums me out Uh, but you can still find us just by uh, searching for us there. Uh, You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store you can get t-shirts, hoodies mugs, all that good stuff over there on our online store and uh, we love hearing from you. Please reach out with your with your thoughts on the show. What do you what do you like hearing us talk about? What do you not like hearing us talk about? Uh, uh, do you also agree that candy corn should all, should only be consumed in the month of October? Uh, how many pumpkin spice lattes are you into now? Only a few weeks after is it exactly a week after Labor was Labor Day last week? I've lost track already. I have fallen into the month of fall already. It was very spooky. It was very spooky on Friday, Chris. Uh, it was Friday the thirteenth. It was a full moon and it was the 50th anniversary of Scooby-Doo. A lot of spooks going on Friday night. Yeah, and, well, I don't think it was... I think I had a full week of work this week, so I think it was two weeks ago it was Labor Day. Yeah, who knows? Um, it, it was the spooky Friday that kept yeah. us. Spooky <laughs> uh, Anyway, well, I guess that's our show. Yeah, we... Uh, as, of course, we also love our super fans, so if you want to be a super fan of this show like that miraculous Coke Zero can, yeah. all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. Yes, we will, including next week. We'll see you then. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I wouldn't necessarily call it like a chick flick or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, this is nice. This is, this is in all the quadrants. Pleasant time. <laughs>